That L Word Podcast. Do you need the leadership work? Can you even love? A podcast about leadership and everything that people are afraid to say out loud. Do you love yourself? Because if you ain't leading yourself, how can you lead a multi-million dollar corporation? All right, well, we're back for uh, another exciting episode of That L Word. Well, they're going to be very exciting. Is it going to be exciting as the last ones we've done? Because if not, I'm leaving. We need you to stay because you're the one that brings the excitement. <laughs> no, it, it's been good, man. I mean, I, I love doing them because we, you learn, we, we, you learn so much more when you, when you talk it out. But that's the good thing about, like, um, reading. If you read it and you talk about it and you write it down, like when you – you're learning or you're um, doing things in different sensory sensory needs, like, you know, seeing, sight, smell, all that stuff. They say you experience it different, right? And so when you talk the knowledge out, not only just do you read it, are you reading it, but are you having, are you cultivating the environment for yourself that is all about knowledge and learning and maturing? And I think when you put things in the world, <clears throat> when you say it out loud, you're putting it out there and then you're held accountable to it as well. Yes. So the more that we talk about this stuff. Well, damn, why you say it like that? Like, now you say, like, well, I really can't mess it up. <laughs> he said, all right, we're going to lay it all out gotta, on the table. And, okay, if you mess it up, then guess what? Everybody knows. You got to bring your A game. Oh, yeah. I don't think there's – is there anything else? That, well, well and even when you bring your A game, sometimes you fall down. But it's okay yeah. to, to stand up and say, all right, you know, that, that didn't go quite like we wanted. Uh, here's what we learned, and we're going to move forward. I mean, you said bring your A game. Do you think that would be if, if we if we say that a lot? Like, does that cause a lot, would that would that would that cause a lot of amount of stress for us? Or, or? I think it, to me, and here we go back defining things. Right? <laughs> what does your A game mean to you? What does it mean to me? Yeah. To me, the A game means that I'm giving everything I've got in that moment. Yes. So even if I'm having a bad day, I'm giving everything that I have in that day. Maybe the day before when I had more energy, I could have given more. But bringing your A game, my definition, just means that I'm giving everything I've got and, and laying it out. And that, I mean, that, that ties directly in. And I'm going to want to show you how this ties directly in. We're talking about be your own weather system, right? And if that, that A game, if you bring a different game or you, you decide to slack off your A game, that environment you're going to create within your life, within others' lives, within your organization's lives, is going to have a direct effect immediately. 100%. Because understanding, especially as a leader, whether it's personally, professionally, whatever, and just in life, we are a weather system. And what you show up with is going to directly affect everybody around you. And if I'm, if I walk in and I'm sunshine and rainbows, it's going to put people, you know, it, at the very least, it's going to put people at ease. <laughs> We, we that was the drive down here. That was the drive down here, and I, I was telling you about family, and I started to really learn and understand that, um, because I knew I kind of for me I knew that in the workspace, but what I took home was different, right? And I know we talked about like people are able to almost live two lives, like they can they can compartmentalize like this is gonna be this way, but like not everybody can do that, right? And so the way that they are in every environment is the way they are in every environment that, you know, and I don't know. And I know you say compartmentalizing some people, you say you've met people that are successful in that when it comes to like being different in different environments. I don't know if I don't, my personal opinion, that ain't healthy. 
It's like, it is too much work. <laughs> right. Well, and I think what it comes down to with some of those people that I'm thinking about is that work was work mm. and they didn't wake up. There's a difference between waking up and thinking I have to go to work and I get to go to work. Yes. I want to wake up every day. And I, as a leader, always wanted to create an environment like today. where I say I get to go to work. Yeah. We get to record this podcast. That's right. Yes. Not I have to go to work. If you're waking up thinking I have to go to work, that's a different. That's you going but, but, in gripping the what? steering wheel. When you wake up thinking you have to go to work, you never really show up anyway. 100%. <laughs> you never show up. I have to go to work. Like you're, you're not, you're, you're, you're physically present, but you, you are not there because guess what? Internally, you don't want to be there. Oh my goodness! Oh, that was like that was that was some insightful information for myself. Uh, but th- I think that that's. I don't think I know that who we are creates what what happens. Like you know, like, oh, we're destined to do this. But you have, I I believe my personal opinion that we control our destinies. Like we control the directions of our lives. We have to just we have to make different choices, and we can you can say we're. Uh, ordained to for something to occur, right? Um, but I don't know, man. That's a it's, it's a it's a deeper feel. I don't know how to really express it in the sense where like you can say this is what I want to have, but there's so many other things that you can control um, to change that. Like you you can you can see like okay, this is what my company is going in this direction, or my relationship is going in this direction. Well, you and you alone have so many choices, right? You can dictate how you're going to go in here. It's just, it's just no different than taking a, a snapshot of somebody's um, doing a 360 with a client, right? You do a 360 with a client. You got these these 10 people you go talk to, and that gives you, you got basically you have 10 choices. How, what are you going to bring back to the table? Because then you look, you pull back and you say, okay, this is okay. Now, what do I do next? If I go this direction, there'll be this. If I don't say this, they won't understand this. So I think the 360s also serve as a weather report. If we're going to stick to the weather system analogy, yeah, yeah. you're getting a report from all, you know, think about a weather station. So you're right? the there's, forecaster. That's right. There's all these stations around <laughs> right. the person, and you're getting input from all of them to give you the weather report of how that person is showing up as perceived by others. Then you compare and the contrast climate. that yeah. to how they are showing up on their own. And you said something earlier, and I, didn't, I don't want to forget it, so I want to say it. We talked about I get to go to work versus I have to go to work. Mm-hmm. How many people have you run into in your career that say I have to go home instead of I get to go home, that stay at work as opposed to going home? They stay at work longer as opposed to going home. I'm guilty of that at some point. I've said that before. Those, you know, the the question, and I don't know if we've said it in one of the podcasts, but what are you pretending not to know? There are a lot of people that I've encountered. That I'm not happy where I'm going. Yeah. And that's a that that's a every environment that we in, we bring emotion, right? And you know, you may hear you're going to hear me talk about family a lot, right? I, because it's it. it Family to me is like super emotional, right? That's the, I, I'm the most vulnerable because I allow myself to be, and, right. and that's okay. Um, but we bring emotions to everywhere we are because when we're saying those words, 
those words have meaning, right? Because um, when, when it says, like, I have to go to work or I have to go home, it, it, what you're saying is, like, I don't really want to be there. Um, this is someplace I hate being. Um, I don't feel appreciated there. I don't bring value to this space. Um, and no one wants to feel any of those things, right? And I say it, and you may hear my tone change because when I say, like, I've been there, it reminds me of that feeling. And I don't like that. I don't, I don't want it. I want to fix it immediately. I ain't lying. I want to, whatever I need to do, um, I want to want to come home. I want to want to go to work. I want you to want to come to work, right? I want my friends to want to be around me. I want my kids to want to be around me. And if I'm the one that decides the weather, right, then I want it to be dang on, what, well, I like 55, 60, that's training weather. <laughs> and, and sunny outside with a slight little breeze. You're the one who can decide your weather system. Yeah. So the flip side of this, this, uh, you know, analogy, metaphor, whatever, <clears throat> is if you're a weather system, you're still going to collide with other weather systems. And if, if you're thunder and lightning and you go to work or go home and somebody else there Perfect with storm, when two weather systems like that collide, get fired today. they create a tornado, <laughs> right. which is just nothing but destruction. Yeah. And the piece of that you can control is how am I showing up? When somebody else is showing up as thunder and lightning, you can't control them, but you have the ability to ground yourself and say, how can I at least calm the thunder or the lightning? Maybe you can't bring sunshine, depending on the space you're in. But you can at least control how much you are going to clash with them. Well, well, let me I, well, let me address something. Then. Let me address grounding, right? And I think that I had a post on social media the other day when I think grounding is being present, right? That's what mm -hmm. they teach you. They, they teach they, a lot of things. You see people like um, pinch yourself, uh, touch something on the table, rub this, rub your fingers together. Grounding is not thinking in the past um, and not, you know, not reflecting on what may happen in the future. It's being right where you are, right? That's what being grounded is and being able to uh, appreciate um, where you are and understanding. That's the biggest one, where you are and what you are meant to, to, to maybe even, maybe, um, maybe understand what, you're going through in that moment, right? Um, and because we get so, we get so, we either we're anchored in the past, right? And so that, then when you stay anchored there, guess what? Every decision you make in the present is not really based on the present information. And then you're looking so far in the future that you, you are blinded by the action that you actually have to take right now, right? And we're not grounded enough because we are either one or two, future or past. Rarely, rarely are we literally in the moment and saying, you know, um, guess what? This is what I'm going through right now. This is how I got here. This is where I could go. But what decision am I making? So if I'm, you're going to use the past, then like I'm going to use that knowledge to make a better decision right now. If I want the future to look a certain way, I'm going to make I'm going to, I'm going to make sure that that knowledge that I use 
is developing a way that is more likely to get the outcome that I'm looking for. We don't do that. We are not grounded on a regular basis. And then we wonder why we never feel like we're anywhere. We like It's like, um, well, I always say something, I've heard this a thousand times, we're always left wanting, right? Because we're dwelling on things that either have, have already occurred or have not occurred yet. So you can't be present. You can't be grounded, hence you have no growth because you have you ain't planted anywhere, right? And it's it's a piece of everybody's story that I believe grounding is the first step to introspection. When I think of grounding, I think of I appreciate what's going on. I'm going to do my best to understand this situation, and I accept that I have full control. Introspection. Of, of my action. <laughs> yeah. Tomato, yeah. Tomato, tomato. Yes. And I that, totally agree. That's exactly it. It's a matter of. Because what yeah. you said is key was like, I. Right. Like you control it. Right. That you are the, you, you, you're mother nature at that point. Well, and if you think about <clears throat> if you've had a bad morning and you're going into the office, sitting in your car for a second before you, before you go through those doors and saying, okay, I understand that I had a fight with my spouse this morning when I left the house, right? I appreciate that that's going to affect me going into the office. And I accept that it's within my ability right now to change or control what I can so that I go in there and present the best form of myself. Or the, or the boss choose you a new one. Right. How do you present? Like you might even, not, and not the home boss. Obviously we talk about, the, you know, the spouses. <laughs> right. Right. Um, but the boss at work that you have that encounter with where they reprimand you or they might be having a bad day and, and dump they crap on you. How, how do you move forward with that? And, and sometimes, you know, when I say I understand, it's me trying to understand looking at it objectively and saying, okay, the, that's a great example. The boss just tore me a new one. But looking at it and, and maybe, or your spouse or whatever, and realizing that had nothing to do with what I actually did. I was the conduit for their lightning. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the thing that you can actually accept or control in that situation is to just let it go. It's not good to be the conduit for somebody else's lightning, but if you know that's all it is and they had to get it out or they got it out, the piece of it that you can control is letting it go. The, and I'm going to get to like, this is something, I, this is, for those that like to little give it like and you look at it, it's not even the person that it may have cre created that for you. Say you're feeling a certain way based off someone else. Well, guess what? They feel that way based off someone else too. Something else occurred to them. So if we learn how that we're all connected, right? And just like anything else, we can break that chain. Like it doesn't have to continue with us. And that's the part in my definition yeah. where I accept it. What, yeah. what do I have in this piece that I can control? Power. The power. Yes. And maybe it's not, you know, receiving that lightning, grounding myself, and then walking out that door and putting a smile on somebody else's face. That's where you break the cycle. That's the piece of being your own weather system. You got to ground yourself, though. Like, I'm, I, I know I, I've repeated it, but, like, you, like if, you can't, if you can't realize that you are the solution or the problem, you wanted it to. That's right, yeah. <laughs> you wanted it to. Like, you can't move forward, right? Because if you're the problem, you need to fix that, right? If you're the solution, you need to cut it off at the past, right? 
Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's um it's amazing, especially from an outsider's perspective. And I would invite everybody who's listening, next time you're at work or next time you're at home or whatever, <clears throat> if there's turbulence in the air and it's not involving you, sit back and watch and see the domino effect. See how it spreads like a bad storm would. Mm-hmm. You see some clouds coming in and then some other clouds coming in. And next thing you know, you've got a massive storm. If you are observant and are listening to what's going on, you can see it happening. And once you learn to identify those types of weather patterns, then you can try to insert yourself. That's the piece you can control. I just learned something right then. <laughs> you know, because oh. you, you just get so used to try to like predict other people's weather. Like you get so used to try to, like it's almost like us understanding tornadoes in general, right? Mm-hmm. We want to understand them so we know when they're going to occur, right? But we need to understand you can't control it. You can only understand it and prepare for it, the outcome or the devastation, right? Right. And so to to not have not to not to be a fatality, then you need to make the choices based off the information that you've learned over the data that you've gathered. Over time, and that's what it comes down to. If you're trying not to be um, a victim, right? How do you stay out of harm's way? How do you stay out of the tornado's path? And if you're observing, you'll see several different patterns of people. You'll see the people that will stand in the rain and just get wet. Bystanders. Bystanders. (laughs) You'll see people that are. They're going to throw their own lightning and thunder, and aggravators and aggravators. Yep. And then you're enablers, gonna, yeah, yeah. And then you're going to see the people that seek shelter and just hide and pretend nothing's going on. There's a difference between that and protecting. If we yourself. write a book like that, that whole terminology needs to, with the with the tornado needs to be in there. I think we need to give some level of training that re, regarding tornado. I'm a category F five. Just want to make sure everybody understands because when I eat, I eat a lot. I think I'm, <laughs> I think I'm like a, a water spout. A water spout? I don't know. You need to get that checked out, man. <laughs> but no, I think that those things are are huge when we're talking about the the effect that we have in our, on our environment, and we we don't most of us don't know it. Most of us go through life oblivious to like how we affect the world, not a, let alone a a, a, a culture. Um, and we say we're, we're we we have this individualist mindset. We say this is how I think. But guess what? We are literally all connected if you want to be or not. It, that, that's not a choice. This is how the universe is. We're literally, what, 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 the, what they say in Buddhism, we are nothing. You know why? Because we're everything, right? We're all connected at some molecule level, atoms and neutrons and all that type of stuff. So you can say that you are this person, but you're going to affect probably thousands over a lifetime, millions. You know what I mean? If you look at the, like a web, it's like, it's, so... Your storm, this is a good one. Your storm is the coronavirus. Right. <laughs> right? It might have started somewhere, but everybody doing this and moving around, every the, per, the, the five people you affected affected their own five. And then those five affected, now we got hundreds and millions of people feeling the storm, right, that they weren't even a part of. So imagine a positive pandemic. Imagine you. No, I can't imagine that. You know why? Because it don't even sound right. When you say a positive pandemic, that doesn't make sense. 
But if you <laughs> if you positively affect five people instead of negatively affecting them, and they in turn go infect five more people, each of them, and I, I you know never do math in public, right? That's a general rule. <laughs> but you see how I quickly it. I get it. Yeah, yeah. That that gets throughout everybody. The positivity will spread. Oh, I man, I, I, I am. So write that down, Josh. Um, positive pandemic. Positive pandemic. Right. Uh, Justice sitting there making sure we do everything correctly. Just so you're like, who is Josh? So I just want to throw that out there. This is a podcast, so we are recording real time um, for us. Um, but positive pandemic. Holy, that's that's got to be a tagline for yeah. something. Like, we, we, we need to trademark that right now. <laughs> positive pandemic. And it, 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 it's so important, right, that we understand, like, that impact that we have. When, when we were going through COVID and people were pivoting uh, uh, in a business sense, right, and in mental sense and emotional sense, too, we were pivoting. Um, I know that for me, everybody was asking me, you know, I'm a black dude, right? It's not a secret. Um, and why are you not talking about Black Lives Matter? Why are you not talking about Trump? Why are you not talking about uh, the, the coronavirus? Because everybody else is. Why do I need to do what everybody else is doing when I know that we need positive? Love kills everything, right? Love cures everything, right? And so why feed into something? You know, why bring my storm and, and merge with other storms so we can just create, create more havoc? Why why not help you seek shelter? Why not teach you how to get be safe? Why not prepare you for the storm? So when it occurs, you're not in devastation, right? And so I chose to pivot and say, I'm only, it literally made me who I am almost, right? And I decided to choose positivity over negativity, over hate. I, I decided to, to choose love, right? And I said, of pessimism, I wanted to be optimist. Uh, optimism, I'm sorry. And so when, when you do that, you shift. I literally, not only did I shift, Everybody in my circle shifted, right? And that that was huge for me. Because you're modeling, you're modeling the behavior. And this, if we get into leadership, whether it's personal or professional, you're modeling the behavior that you want others to to I don't want to say emulate, I guess that's a that is the word. Yeah, to, yeah. to, to take on. Correct. And so if they see that you're modeling positivity and you're modeling, you know, that energy of, hey, how can we make this thing better? Even if a storm has gone through, because everybody want to feel good, your sunshine is going to drive everybody. The rain. Everybody like it. I ain't made too many people to say, "Ooh, ooh, San Diego too nice for me." What? <laughs> that don't even sixty-five make sense. and sunny. Yeah, sixty-five and sunny. That's ooh, that's too much positivity for me. I don't like if if you scared of if you, if you, if you are running away from the things that bring you the most happiness and most value in your life in a positive sense, then you need to evaluate what inner gremlins and demons you're dealing with for sure and think about a water cooler conversation in the office there's the difference between the the you know three four five people sitting around in the in that area the rec area that are talking about nothing but negative how much this place sucks how much i hate my job i don't want to get up and go to work as opposed to the people that are sitting in san diego sunny and 65 who are talking about how much they love going to work. Hey, what did your kids do this weekend? Hey, how was the soccer game? Because they love each other and they're, they're feeling a part of that team. And that's where those ideas of, hey, I know you're working on this project. I've got this idea. And then 
things just you know you're spiraling up instead of spiraling down. What are what are some what are some trends or some some things you see from? Can we? So the, I guess the question is, can we catch? Can we catch the signs or see the signs before they occur when the storm is brewing? Like would like whatever environment, if if we see something is on the horizon, how how do we identify it? I think that's just everybody being aware enough and understanding that they all have a voice and owning their piece of it. So if you do see something brewing, the only thing you can truly control is to try to be to try to be the positive aspect and hope that that spreads. Right. And you know, this this is where the definition between culture and climate, they often those are terms that get merged together a lot, but they're really different. Culture is a is a direct responsibility of leadership mm-hmm. and it turns like a ship. It turns very slowly. To change the culture in an entire organization takes time. It takes training. a bigger ship, yeah. Right. It, you have to kind of slowly turn it. Climate, on the other hand, is what happens at the first line of leadership, the first level of leadership. That can change overnight. And that's where, to me, the analogy of the weather systems coming in is, is most relevant. Because if I come in as a leader and I'm lightning and thunder, I'm changing the climate that day for for the people that are around me. I can turn your whole day to crap immediately. Just That's right. It. Just like, like, good morning. It ain't good. Shut up. How many times have you heard that? Especially, <laughs> I, I've heard, I, I've said it because I've heard it before. <laughs> and, and think about. How you doing? Terrible. Damn. Okay. Debbie Downer. Right. <laughs> I had a buddy who every time somebody would ask him how he was doing, as long as he was in a good mood, he'd say, I'm amazing. I'm awesome. He wouldn't just say I'm good. I said that before, you know. I remember, I remember people telling me, "There's no way you can be, you can feel, you can be great every day." Damn, what you going through? <laughs> I would ask them, "What's the reason I can't be? What's the reason I can't Challenges, be yeah. great every day?" Because they say, even they say if they, it's not possible, oh no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play devil's advocate. Yeah, yeah. They say it's not possible. There's no way. Then I would say, "Who are you to determine what's possible for me?" Mm. You're getting ready to embark on a very large athletic endeavor. Correct. How many people have you encountered that when you tell them what that is, they would say, that's impossible. That's crazy. That's stupid. I'm at least going to try. Yeah. And I have people like, yeah, I have people, I, I have a positive uh, backing. So people are like, oh, no, you're going to be fine. I said, no, I'm going to attempt this and I'm going to give my best and whatever happens, happens. So then to answer your question with what you just asked me or, or the statement that you made, well, how can you possibly be good every day? Well, because I'm going to do my very best. So you can ask. I did my daughter the same way. We used to. I'll tell you, start, like, she's, she, joined, she went to kindergarten this year, right, Munchkin. That's what you'll hear me uh, always talk to her about, her, my Munchkin. And um, they, have a, they have a grading system daily, you know, kindergarten. So they have, uh, I think it's zero, if not, it's one through five, one through four, sorry, four being the highest. And um, we used to, like, the first, like, month or so, we would send her to school. And, like, the first couple of days, like, she got some fours, and she started getting some threes. I was like, don't come home with no two or no one because we got problems then, right? Because I've read what they what they mean. And, like, um, we would always say every morning, right, get that four, get that four, get that four because, you know, I'm a higher achiever, so let me make you a higher achiever too. Let me force this on you. And um, one day she went to school. There's two times this happened. Uh, one, one day she went to school. She, my wife picked her up early, and she, she my daughter lost it. Like, not crazy, but she cried all the way home and said, I can't get my four because I'm not at school all day. 
I can't miss school. The only way I can get a four because she don't get no, because if she leave early, she don't get nothing, right? Then the next time we got her, right, she came home and she was so devastated. She said, I got a three. And she like, she literally, she said, oh, two other people got fours and I didn't get a four today. And it was like, it was so, I was so hurt. I was hurt. I was mm. like, hell, what the hell are we doing? Like, and I didn't realize how we were, I don't know what shifted for us, but what me and my wife started to doing, I think I, I heard something, I read something, and it was nothing about kids, but I was like, do your best. Go do your best every day. What is it? And then we would ask her, what is the best? I would listen every day. I would clean up my area. And that's it. I said, did you do? She's like, you should come home now. Did you get a three? She said, I said, yes. She said, did you do your best? She said, no, I could have cleaned my area a little bit better. And she's five years old, right? But guess what? She, what happened last month? She got all fours and two threes. And she said, I just kept doing my best every day, daddy. It makes me emotional when I talk about it. Because you, we don't know the effect that we have. We put so much pressure on people in, in the environment, right? Because our own shortcomings, our own anger, our own pain, our own. But if you change, like we talk about the storm, but the weather you bring to somebody, that environment you create for somebody to have the space to, to do their best, oh, man, it's life-changing. But it makes, and it, it, not only did it, it change her, it changed me because now that lesson from my five-year-old kindergarten, getting a kindergartner, is the lesson that I use for all my children, all four of my daughters. Like, I'm not going to tell you to go do this. I'm going to tell you to be the best you can be at it because I accept you for who you are, why you are, and all I want to do is bring value to you, right? And I don't want you to get into a place where I set this bar that is rigid in nature and you can't be yourself because that ain't you. And that puts so many constraints on people. Yeah. I always tell my daughter, be a good human. That's simple. Yeah. Be a good human. Listen, be a good human, but what we're telling you, you got to teach them what a good human is. Well, that's true. <laughs> How do you define well, good yeah. human? We always want to make sure we tell y'all that. Like, just... I, I didn't want to tell her to go be better. This is what best looks like. This is what, in that world, what it looks like. And teach them that, that being a good human is A, B, C, whatever you choose, what is a good human is in, in, for her. Well, I think it's important as much for your daughter as it is maybe even people on your team to ask them for their input. And you did that, and you explained that when you said, what does best look like for you? Mm -hmm. Or what, what is... Yeah, she tells us the rules. She tells she you... She can recite them, actually. What, yeah. what the rules are. And so... That's those are great. Even with with members in your team, you know, did you try your hardest? Yes. Did it fail? Yes. What did we learn? And if you were able to identify those things, then then you've done everything that you can yeah. do. Yeah. Our rules are our rules are awesome. It's like uh, uh, be a good listener, um, and she's like um, always clean your area. And then the last rule is don't pick your boogers because that's gross. <laughs> Honestly, you can apply all three of those to leaders. Right? Right. Right. Listen. Listen. Always clean your area. Maintain the space, the environment that you're building for your people. Facts, yes. And don't pick your boogers. Is basically like don't dwell on self-doubt and and don't pick out the bad things in you that you're then going to put on everybody else. Did you see what he just spent picking boogers onto a, a teacher statement? What the hell does that? This is going to be number one podcast in the world, people, because we just we just taught you the, the metaphor for picking boogers. <laughs> That that's the key to success, man. Being able to 
make the with a uh, lemonade out of lemons, right? You know what I mean? Yep, yep. That's I said it right. Yeah. yeah, make lemonade out of lemons. Yep. I hope well, we could make it out of something else. Could you could, but it'd probably be artificial in nature. But that's another subject. <laughs> totally. But it's but the environment is very important. And when as I learned so much more, man, as um we we, we were talking before we started recording this episode, it was like who we are, um, and what we create will dictate what we do. Um, and me and Josh were, were talking about like were different areas in my life where the environment dictated how I became a podcaster or a voice voiceover. And so the kind of the story I was, I was telling him is like, you know, I'm good at I'm I'm pretty decent at doing podcasts, right? And, and talking to people and, and being interviewed because I do this uh, uh, a lot. And so, but I got good at this doing voiceovers. I'm mean, like, how voiceovers? Like, yeah, because you learn the how to like. The, how the tones and what how words have meaning and how like I can say I hate you or I can say I hate you right right it's a different it's a, it's a different delivery and but I learned that right from my wife and my kids right and my Marines because in those two spaces I value those people right and when they started to tell me how I affected them I changed my tone and that was the first step for me learning that. I decided how the people around me felt when I was around. Because you were listening to them. Because I was listening. I had to listen because there was a point I was not. Because they were my, uh, my wife and work was telling me, and if you look back at it, right, I can look back at it and I can see like, God, Lee, what was I? Like, why didn't I just, you want to smack yourself, your, your younger self. It's like, But I had, I, I had realized now, too, that I had to go through that. But at the same time, I look back and say, like, man, why not I didn't get it earlier? And you can see why things didn't go where I wanted them to go because I didn't have that knowledge and that, that information. But the moment I knew that I could change things and I and by just by just acting different and learning myself and learning what love is like and what uh, what he, what empathy is like, what compassion is like, what resilience, what grit, what all these things look like, that is the moment. That I, I I was not only able to empower myself, but I was able to empower the world, and that's that's more fulfilling than 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 anything else that I've actually um, really experienced, man. Because when you really start learning how you affect everything and how everything affects you, you can you deal with it differently. You move differently. You. Um, it's almost like it's like when they talk about Buddha, right? Like you see them that they're not easily moved, right? He's not easily moved, or but because he, he understands that these certain things are not me. I don't have to allow your anger to be my pain, right? I don't have to, you know, or I can accept that your happiness. I can accept that and say I want that same thing for me. Right when you know that you're in control, when you realize and accept that you're in control, and you're not going through denial, it's like it's them, it's them, it's my people. They, they, um, the biggest I heard a, a what's his name, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. The guy was talking about, oh my, my workers is this, my workers is this, and I can't do this, I can't trust them to do this. He said, they ain't the problem. You are you. Your pride is the issue because you haven't empowered them or taught them what they need to know. You sit here in this whole meeting. And you blame them. But there's one common denominator. You. You the problem. If we could say that more, we could say it just like that. And I was like, 
Not know, oh, maybe it's me or no. uh, it could be. Like, don't be passive about it and just say, it is me. I am the problem, but I am the solution as well, right? I think that's where the growth will, will happen and change will exist. And that's the difference between victim and creator mindset. If you're if you're in that victim mindset, it's things are being done to you right. instead of you taking ownership and accountability and creating whatever it is that you want. And when you were talking about letting things in versus you know, keeping them out. If, if a storm is brewing mm -hmm. and, and we go back to our tornado, you know, uh, analogy there, if a storm is brewing, I've got the ability to hunker down and get in that shelter and shut the door so that it doesn't affect me. Right. And then when the storm is gone, I have the ability to open that door and let that light in and rebuild if and, be. and rebuild. Yeah. That's huge, man. I, 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 I do believe that when we look at, when we look back on our lives, there's so many lessons, right? There's so many, and just like just, just like the world, like you, in every climate, it teaches you a different one, right? You know how you deal with snow is different, how you deal with sunny weather is different, how you deal with humidity or dry heat is different. Like every environment that we we are in or that we allow ourselves to exist in will teach us a different lesson if we listen. And that will prepare you as a leader, right? That's why you said how we talk, we talk about um, how we've had a lot of leaders over, you know, over 50 years worth of experience, right? We've weathered so many storms, right? Different positive storms, negative storms, whatever, the positive environments. But it's that very thing that not only do we possess the skill to create in our own, or avoid in our own space, but we also able to pass that down i was just going to bring that up part of your legacy is how much you teach others to um i guess function in certain weather systems right so if 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 we were a, a mountain-based family right. i'm going to naturally pass down to my children how to stay warm how to stay dry how to do all those things and it's no different in the leadership environment as you move through this space you are having an effect on everybody around you and you're also teaching them how to deal with, you know, if you do have a boss who's lightning and thunder all the time <laughs> and you're able to help keep your team kind of sheltered, right? you're going to, you're going to in the long run, help them learn how to deal with that stuff so that when they do move up or if they do move up, they've got the same skill set that do you do. Do we pass it down that often though? Like that, that's, I think that like that's I think that's a rarity because like we a lot of us go through these things, but a right? lot of but, people don't even understand their own weather system. So to be able to pass it down, you first have to understand right. what you're bringing. Yeah, yeah. can't teach something you don't know. You don't know. We talked about that before. You can't teach something you don't understand or you don't know. Um, but well, that's the, that's the hard part, right? And so we, as we're passing it, we're that's what we're doing with this podcast. This this episode is is passing that knowledge down. Um, I guess I would, I would say, I would ask the people listen, like, are, are you past that you're learning right now? Right. And if you've listened to most of our episodes, are you passing it down? Because everything is a preparation for any type of environment. And this is where the old military idiom, I think comes in, see it, do it, teach it. Mm. So in this case, it would be hear it. Mm -hmm. Then you go practice it maybe refine it, put your spin right. on it, and then teach it. Yep. That's legacy is when you're teaching. See it, do it, teach it. I like that. I've never heard it before. 
That's the first time. I, and I, I do that. I like that. That's because I realize, like, we get so, st- we sometimes, let me, I digress. It's not how I say every, we, I, I'll go with that. I sometimes feel like I'm, I shouldn't be, like, going to, I felt bad about, like, oh, I'm going to go read this book and then I'm going to talk to you about it or teach you something about it. I felt like it wasn't my own, right? But as I, and I think a lot of people feel that way because you don't want to feel inauthentic, right? And you don't want to come across as a fraud and so many other things that you could come across. And and I didn't want to be kind of like plagiarizing somebody else's right. teaching, yeah. right? And but I, what I've learned is when you read, like I and we both read a lot, right? We 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 we, we ingest a lot of information that we all that's all we doing in the world anyway is re 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 ingesting, digesting, investing information. Over and over and over again, it comes out, goes in, it comes in so many different ways and shapes and forms. And when we do that, it's okay to to learn from every environment and to to regurgitate. It's all okay to pass that down because some some of us, I, I think, don't we don't think it's okay, so we keep it to ourselves. But what happens is is that there might be seven people that come tell me one thing, right? But they don't say it in a way where it it sticks, or they might I might need to hear it eight times, mm-hmm. right? But if if you learn it and I come bring it to you at the time in the life where you're ready to receive it, then it's going to be beneficial to you. But the moment that I don't pass that information down, I don't give you the the chance for growth. And the, the passing of information doesn't have to be in a teaching. Uh, you know, I don't want to say formal teaching, but it can also just be in your actions. Mm-hmm. Again, modeling the behavior that you want other people to emulate. So for your team or your family, you're doing the things that, you know, you're, as we bring this to a close, you're like modeling the weather system that you want them to, to emulate. Um, it doesn't have to be a sit down. Those definitely can help right. or those words of wisdom, you know, or even, I read this, this is what it meant to me, what do you think about that? Getting people to engage themselves and really think through a deeper issue, that's where the learning occurs, in my opinion. Because when people start to think about whatever the topic is and how it applies to them, they're going to make up their own decisions and, and be in control of how they, how they act on it. We, we got to learn, man. We have to learn, and we have to learn in it is a just a, a form of preparing ourselves to teach, right? And 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 so we can learn in different ways is a visual, you know, uh by actions, uh, by experience. Uh, we learn by hearing actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it, it if we take that stuff in and we take the how we create our environments, how others create theirs and you create a culture where you can have dialogue between you know the in, the inner workings of the culture, and be able to learn like it's this web of information being taught and passed down over and over again, and it solidifies everybody else's words, right? Because you're you're not sharing different thoughts and feelings; you're sharing the same ones, and you're helping people create an environment where learning is is important. Learning is is encouraged. And learning is accepted, 
you have to do that. Not only you see a lot of a lot of larger corporations and some small ones where they're not teaching the masses. They're showing the people how to be better, right? Because they have valued, um, like what we do. We go in and, and, and we talk to people, and we, we, we're not doing it so we can make them better. We know that how powerful, if, if, if we fix the CEO, the CFO, uh, CIO, whoever we're working with, um, or any leader in, in that light, that they will in turn bring value to the organization itself. It's the ripple effect. Correct. Yeah. If you can, if you can, you know, kind of hone in on that drop when it hits the water and has a ripple effect, it is absolutely going to affect every single person in that organization. And that's all we can do. Like we, we, we have to understand that we are the problem and we are the solution. And I keep saying that because I think that's important. And if, you know, I would, I would ask you all listening to get get out your phone, pull up your notes, bring out your tablet, whatever you have, and then write down says and say, "I am the problem and I am the solution." And every time you run into something hard, uh, something challenging, where resilience and grit and uh, perseverance is important, I want you to 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 think about you are the problem and you are the solution. Decide which one works best for that situation and move within that. And then you, you will see a lot of great things happen for you and your organization, uh, in your life, your family. Uh, and it could, none of these things that we, we talk about here are one size fits all. And sometimes you may have to try a lot of different things because we all learn differently. But the, what is common is that we all can learn and we are all human. And if we, once we realize that we have so much more, effect on the world than uh, than we than we do um, we can actually have a bigger impact self-awareness is the key understand and be aware of of how you're affecting everybody else every and, day and what piece of that you can control yep I hope you all got something from that I hope it you know um, I know you got something from it man, because I got something from it and the key is to if you could take one thing that we've talked about from each episode and implement it in your life, you'll be further along than you were yesterday. And I think that's what it's, it's the it's the that's the goal, right? Be better today than you were yesterday. Every day, man, and um, that's the key. So until next time, out of here. Have a good one, everybody. See ya.